doesn't justify anything, but we have been warning for years that this will explode, and it has, and now we need a different approach. Daniel Levy, president of the U.S. Middle East Project, former Israeli peace negotiator with the Palestinians. That does it for our show. Democracy Now! currently accepting applications for our video news production fellowship. Go to democracynow.org for more information. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. Thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to X-Ray FM, KXRY Portland at 91.1 FM. K296FT West Haven, serving Portland at 107.1 FM, and K219KU Nehalem, serving Nehalem, Manzanita, and Rockaway Beach at 91.7 FM, streaming live and archived at xray.fm. Radio is yours. And now, it's time for Blazer's Edge. Late to inbound. The Blazers have a 20-second timeout. Nate McMillan deciding whether to use it. Blake now throws to Roy. Brandon, a three-pointer out front. Hit it! Yes, he did! Oh, yeah! Batum throws to Lillard. A three for the game. Lillard has it. No timeout. Game into the front court. Ten seconds. seconds. George backing up. Miller doesn't want to pick. Dame going for the win. A three-pointer for the game. Look at that madhouse out there. The Portland Trailblazers have won the World Championship. They are number one. Hey, hey, welcome into another edition of Blazers Edge Radio right here on X-Ray FM. I am your host, Ryan Buchanan, joined by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Sam Arnold, back in the studio. We've got Stephen Glickman running the boards, doing a fine job as always. Sam, we got a, a busy show here this week. We, we kind of hashed out all the Damian Lillard talk last week, and now we're going to kind of move on with the new team we're going to start off talking a little preseason and then we're going to give our condensed nba season preview you know normally we go through and give like a detailed team by team yeah. but there's just not enough time this year you and i were talking before the show this season really stuck up on us here. yeah yeah it did <laughs> especially that dame trade going down at the last minute it's kind of like oh you know and then you get all caught up in that and it's like oh we're right here laser preseason is over they were uh, 0-3 against teams that play in the United States. They did beat the <laughs> New Zealand Breakers, so there's a little feather in your cap. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's preseason. Who cares? Um, there was, honestly, I, I thought a lot to like in, in terms of the individual performances um, from a lot of the players on the team. And you were actually at that first real preseason game yep. against the Suns back last Thursday night. Just give your, your initial thoughts on kind of the crowd the atmosphere, and then uh, what you saw on the court as well. Yeah. Um, first of all, it was it was cool to kind of see, like, the reunion game, um, but coming in the preseason, you know, with Nurk mm. and Nasir right. and, and all them coming back. Um, definitely a, a good crowd reaction for those guys. Um, good. Some some mixed feelings on Nurk. You could you could tell because yeah. Nurk had a really good game. He did. I think and there was a lot a lot of sour grapes there. Like, there was, where was this when you were here, buddy? Yeah, there was a lot of chatter <laughs> of like, 
whoa, where yeah. where is this coming from? Why why didn't we get this Nurk? And yeah, yeah I mean, well, justifably just, so. <laughs> just wait. I mean, he, you exactly. Know, you're right. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm hoping for all the best. I like I yeah. like Nurk. I know yeah. it kind of. With the contract and whatnot, it didn't work. He's just inconsistent. He never really has been able to come back fully from that from that broken leg. Yep. But you know, I I like I like Nurk and I want him to be good. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he looks once the regular season starts and there's actually pressure on him. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, a team that is championship or bust. Exactly, by the way. exactly. Um, as far as the Blazers side of things, um, Scoot Henderson, I'm very encouraged with how he looks. Yeah. Um, he just you know, day one pro as, as it gets. I mean, he just looks so NBA ready. He looks like he belongs right away. Yeah, he does. And, you know, there were definitely times in, in both the Phoenix game and, and other games in the preseasons, you see moments where he looks like the best player on the team already. Mm-hmm. And the aggression that he gets to the hoop is really encouraging to see. His, his playmaking is good. Um, I think he needs to still work on adjusting his speed of passes sometimes against mm-hmm. NBA defenses because you can tell he's he's just like yeah. that millisecond slower than some of the defenses sometimes. He'll but get there. That'll get there. That'll yeah. get there for sure. We're talking four games in the preseason. Exactly. He'll, he'll get there. Exactly. So I'm I'm very encouraged with Scoot. Um, yep. Shaden looked really good. Shaden looked really good, especially towards the end of preseason. Yep. I remember watching so that, that Phoenix game um, in Portland, um, mm-hmm. the first one, Shaden was very disappointing, and he to was me. off the bench that game. Which yeah. worth noting that now I actually like what Chauncey did because I think he went with four different starting lineups for all four games. So I've got to give him credit for yeah. that. He's trying things out, and you know we'll see what it comes, uh, what what lineup he rolls out there opening night on uh, Wednesday, I yeah. believe, against the Clippers, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Clippers. Well, whatever, I think so. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually, yeah, Wednesday versus the Clippers. Yep. That'll be in LA next Wednesday night. That is the season opener, Blazers home opener, by the way. Friday next Friday, uh, hosting the Orlando Magic. But I like that he was putting different lineups together this last game uh, last night. He went Shaden and Scoot together in the backcourt, gave them extended run. You know, right about thirty minutes each. So I like that. Um, give them a chance to play out of each other ant and grant and uh brogdon and all the established guys got the night off yeah uh by the way ant uh had quite the preseason as well as he looks more than ready to take that next step um yeah that game against the jazz yeah yeah he he looks solid lethal um yep but we've seen that again and that's the thing with ant is going to be consistency is going to be the key for him is that we've definitely seen him have these stretches where he plays really well but then there's it, it's all about putting it together on a night in and night out basis. That's going to be the next step for him. Uh, some other guys that really impressed me, Sam Jabari Walker. I yep. think definitely deserves a spot in the rotation this year, especially when you look at. I mean, Jeremy Grant's uh, rebounding struggles versus a uh, Jabari Walker can come in and get you rebounds. I mean, I think there's a chance that, you know. He gets some more extended time just because of that, just because right. you're going to need some rebounds, you know, outside of DeAndre Ayton, um, Robert Williams as well. You're going to need guys to come in and get rebounds. We know Jeremy Grant is not a strong rebounding power forward. He's actually one of the worst in the league, yeah. numbers-wise, if you put him in at the power forward. Um, so I think that's where, where Jabari's got a real chance to carve out a nice, significant role for him. But he's showing his full game. I mean, he's he's not just a rebounding guy. He can score. He can handle the rock. I, I He can shoot it from outside on occasion. I was really impressed with Jabari, and I think he's ready to take that next step this year. Yeah, and, you know, let's, let's hope he does because – 
I, I think one of the big things that I'm encouraged to see with this roster flexibility that we have coming into the regular season is Jeremy Grant needs to play a lot of minutes at the three, not at the four. <laughs> so we have guys with Jabari Walker, with Robert Williams, um, potentially Chris Murray at times. I'm assuming maybe as the season progresses yeah. towards the later stage, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Chris Murray in the early stages, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe having guys... Kevin Knox? Oh, uh, man, nah, nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah. Not nah. Up on that one just yet? All right. Nah, no Kevin Knox. Okay. Um, but yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Get get Jeremy at the three. You know, if you want to start... Uh, what about Tumani, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you drinking the Tumani Kool-Aid? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a gallon already. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Boy, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic because I feel like there's always these guys that we freak out on and then lay these unrealistic expectations on and i feel like we are setting tumani kamara up for failure well for me i'm i'm viewing him kind of how i was viewing jabari walker last year where he came in and he looked really good and i said wow we kind of got a steal out of this similar guy veteran college player second round pick yeah yeah Um, very similar type of feelings to me it just looks like oh this guy's got all the tools you need so i would say he's got more upside than jabari though whereas jabari is kind of what you see is what you get and it's pretty good but tumani has got kind of that almost that x factor whereas oh you know he could be apparently he's still growing too still growing i'm not (laughs) sure i believe that i don't know if i believe that (laughs) he's like 24 so i again i don't think i believe that but i feel like we hear that about random guys and i i never believe that but yeah that's that's cool, I guess. Yeah, um, sure. Let's talk about Duop Reith, my guy, yeah. because he is he is he took a great summer league, got a training camp invite, and he just continues to roll. Now the problem is, I was thinking about this last night. Is man, you know, this guy obviously based off play deserves a roster spot, no question about it. The problem is he's twenty seven. And you've suddenly got a lot of guys in that front court, and I'm just wondering how he's going to carve out any minutes on a kind of rebuilding team where you've got your centers established, you've got already Jabari Walker, Jeremy Grant. We mentioned Tumani Kamara, who is a little bit younger. I just, unfortunately for Duop, I, I, I think he definitely deserves to make the team. I just don't know how he is going to be able to carve out a role for himself. And at, and at 27, I, he doesn't necessarily line up on the timeline going forward. So what, yeah. are your, what are your thoughts on him? Well, I mean, clearly this is not a guy who's going to be one of your core pieces, no, nor is any of the backup centers on the roster. Um, with the, You're it, telling me Moses Brown isn't on a core? That's, You're that's, telling me that's what I'm and, saying. And John Walker and all those other guys aren't aren't part so, of the core? Yeah, not, not so much. Um, By the way, those guys didn't even play in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Moses Brown got some minutes. Moses did. He but looked yeah, bad. You're, you're um, too <laughs> he looked really bad. He had, a, he had a couple good moments. I'll give him that. But uh, He just looks lost out there. Yeah. Every game I watch him play, he just looks like he doesn't know what to do. And yeah. he's just tall and big, which helps. That It's good to have it's a, a good guy start. like that. But yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'd rather have a guy like Duop Reith on the team. Yeah, who, well, Duop is a guy, yeah, I mean, that's the difference. Is He knows what he's doing. He's yep. aggressive. He's going to get rebound. Showing you he's got an outside shot as well. Yeah. Again, if he was four years younger... Ooh. You'd be like, great. You'd be excited. But, yeah. You know, I hate to cut him off at 27 here. Yeah. But but honestly, my thought with watching him was, I got to be thinking that Phoenix was watching him. Yeah. Because guess who's got a glaring hole? Guess whose center rotation is the Blazers center rotation <laughs> from last year? Yeah. The Phoenix Sun, the yeah. championship or bust Phoenix Suns. They're rolling out Nurk and Eubanks. Yeah. How did that work for Portland? Yeah, not so well. So I got to imagine they're looking saying, oh, there's a guy who we can slot in as a backup, 
behind Nurk. You need a reliable, bigger backup than we need. Reith is bigger, more versatile than Drew Eubanks. Yeah. Right? Nurk gets hurt all the time. He's inconsistent. I got to be thinking a a team like Phoenix is going, man, if they don't sign this guy, we're going to pluck him up quick because you can fill him in right away, back up on occasion, step in to start, and he's going to keep the ball rolling. I think that would make perfect sense on a team like that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And hopefully the Blazers think about that and think about the value he has right now and that he he does look good to a lot of teams. Yeah, Yeah, you'd hate to just give him up for nothing because you've kind of felt like you found the. Not a diamond in the rough because he's been around, but he's kind of he's kind of shown it now. It's one thing to do it in summer league; it's another to follow that up with a solid preseason yep. performance. That shows you kind of the the staying power. So yet again, yeah, even though there, it feels like there's not much of a spot for him. Yeah. Although I will say, you know, with uh, you know, you mentioned all the the random young centers that this team has outside of Aiton and Williams who you project as the backup but he's hurt all the time so right. I guess there could be some minutes there for a guy like Duop. Yep. but you'd hate to just give him away for nothing with yeah. what he's shown yeah I mean get him on a minimum contract get him on this 15 man roster and you know trade him if you need to or yep. or play him I mean yep. either way I I think he's a better option than John Butler and Moses Brown for sure, and Ibu Baji. I mean, Ibu, Ibu, the the mystery man that we've never seen. Yeah. I mean, does he yeah. even exist? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I, and where is he? And where is John Butler in the preseason? It's weird that you know you've you've you signed those guys on two way contracts and you don't even play them. Yeah. Now I get part of that is I think that they're already signed versus you want to look at guys that aren't signed on on actual deals. But yeah, I'd rather have. I'd rather have guys that you actually want to play on those two-way contracts. Yeah, exactly. Right? You exactly. can get John Butler and and Ibu on your on your Rip City Remix team. You don't yep. need them on the big league club. Yep. Right? Yep. So yep. We'll see. Uh, another guy stood out uh, again, uh, and he he picked up on that uh, stellar end of the regular season. Skylar Mays. He is on one of those two-way contracts, and he looks to be the real McCoy for sure. Now it's obviously a crowded backcourt as well, Sam. Um, so it's going to be, I think, hard for him to carve out a lot of minutes. When you look at that four guard rotation, you've got presumably with uh, with Scoot, Shaden, Ant, and Brogdon. That's going to be tough to crack. But I'm looking, I'm looking at Skyler, thinking there's a real good chance that Brogdon gets traded, mm. and by mm. the deadline he can slide in and get that that because he's a pure point guard. He can slide in and get yeah. those backup point guard minutes. You, you, Brogdon will obviously have that from the start. Yep. But if you if you look to trade him, Skyler's a guy who can come in and, and really run your offense, and that's what this team needs. Is a, now you've got two really good options as a backup point guard, and Anthony Simons, I would say, is your third option, whereas as opposed to being the the primary option that we've seen over the years, right? right. So I feel like you're in a you're in a really good spot with your point guard position. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you gave up your franchise's all-time best point guard, and suddenly you found some depth there. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, a lot of that's depth. a good uh, yeah a lot of depth yeah, for sure. Anybody else uh, catch your eye in the preseason? I talked in fact you talked about most everybody, but yeah, I, Robert Williams didn't wasn't there. Right. But uh, would like to see him. Aiden yeah. played a couple games. But. Yeah, Aiden Aiden didn't look too great to me, especially in the Phoenix game. Hit his. His debut in the preseason was very solid, but that was against uh, New Zealand. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so we got to be realistic count. there. Yeah. But yeah, against against his old team, he did not look good. Um, so I'm I'm curious what version of Aiton we're gonna get. I'm still very encouraged because I, I, the upside is obviously very high for DeAndre Aiton. Um, anytime you get a top overall pick on your team, you're expecting a lot, and you know he's gonna have that pressure on him no matter where he plays because. Yep. 
there's just that expectation that, oh, this should be a a franchise-level player. Um, so I'm curious what version we get. I hope we get an aggressive DeAndre Ayton that's slashing to the rim, trying to get lobs. Um, we didn't really see that against Phoenix in the in the first game that I was at. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged by Ayton still. I still like his fit on this team. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I need to see a little more aggression. The positive for him is that he's going to be compared to Nurk. True. So it's gonna be the bar is pretty low. Pretty low for DeAndre Hayden. It's a little so, bunny hop. Yeah, it's a little bunny hop. So you hope that he can make that little bunny hop yeah. happen. Uh, but yeah, and back to Scoot for a second, Sam. I just I am so ready to watch this guy play throughout the year, yeah. and I'm very curious. Back also to that starting on, I'm very curious to see. I think it makes a lot of sense to play him and Scoot together in that backcourt, and then have your Brogdon and your Ant off the bench. And I don't know the with the politics of you know those guys are old. obviously Brogdon's coming off the bench, so that seems pretty clear. But with Ant, can you bring him off the bench? Uh, he'd rather see a Matisse Seibel, uh, or or you just go bigger, like we talked about. You go Grant at the three, you go yeah. Jabari at the four. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Williams at the four, and you just go bigger. Um, you've got some options, and I just, I just want to see Chauncey Billups utilize those options and not pigeonhole himself into a certain lineup. And I will say, I am encouraged by the fact that he was able to utilize different lineups in the preseason. I guess hopes that carries into the regular season. Yeah, and you know we've seen teams successfully change starting lineups often. I mean, what Miami did it almost every game right. they had a different yeah. starting lineup um and they made it to the finals so you know i i feel like this but is we haven't seen chauncey do that no until the team started tanking right right and, and but then it was find five guys who can play yeah i i <laughs> that think, doesn't count i think the possibility of ant coming off the bench is basically zero i think yeah. ant is going to be a starter because i think the front office views him as the franchise player yeah. right now. But that's fine. But as long as Scoot and Shaden get time together. Yeah. They don't need to necessarily start together. Yep. But And also, I would like to stagger these guys. I think you should have two and two at the court, on the court at any given time. I don't think it makes sense to put three of your four guards together at the same time. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think that positionally and matchup um, accordingly, you know, Jeremy, I would love to see him start at the three in a number of games this year. Um it's more his true role. It, it is yeah. very literally his position. Yeah. That's what he came into the league as. Um, playing him at a, at the four is very much a modern NBA thing. Um, but he just he can't bang with the more conventional fours. Like you don't want to put Jeremy Grant up against Anthony Davis. You don't want to put Jeremy Grant up against Giannis Antetokounmpo. No. Like you don't you don't want him against those guys. So if if in those matchups, slide him at the three. Bring in Robert Williams, yeah. assuming Robert Williams is going to be healthy. Robert, Tumari, um, yeah, maybe yeah. Tumani. Yeah, I mean, because Tumani's bigger. He's what six nine. Well, you say he's still growing, which <laughs> I don't believe. They've got him listed <laughs> at six eight here. So, but by based on what you're saying, by the end of the year, he's going to be six eleven. Oh, more. If more. not seven, if seven, not, seven if not five. Bigger, seven, this is going to be as big as Victor. He's just going to keep growing. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, the, what would that be? The greatest steal of all time is after you draft a guy he grows to be seven five yeah and has the same <laughs> skill set as victor we get victor women we get victor that just grew <laughs> in to be victor after phoenix uh, drafted him yeah. to trade for him. yeah that would be not not gonna happen well not gonna happen but i do like dream. him i do like him a lot yeah he looks yeah very i good. just worry about these lofty expectations that are being placed on him after a couple solid preseason games yeah i mean i think expectations right now should be 
this guy looks like a good third string player. That's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of that the keys too. To the house. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Sorry, Scoot. We got a new sheriff in town. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people are way overhyped on yeah. Tumani Kamara, and I just like to see people back off it a bit. Yes, he's got a lot of potential, but there's a reason that he went to the second round, and Phoenix yeah. was okay getting rid of him. Yeah. Either they're idiots, and the rest of the league is idiots, or there's going to be a learning curve there. Well, not, know, well, I wouldn't even say a learning curve, just that he's not he's not the second coming of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right, right. With a jump shot. Yeah, yeah. So it is uh, day two of the X-Ray Fall Fun Drive, Sam. Um, so, you know, this is, a, this is a bi-annual thing we do here at the station to really keep us going, and this is what is so crucial to keep us going as we are – we are a grassroots uh, organization here, and we will lie on our listeners to keep us going and to uh, keep being able to provide what we can to the community. And monthly giving makes this station stable. It weathers a storm better than anything else out there. You know, single donations are great, um, but the likelihood that thousands of people do that at once is almost non-existent. When we can rely on that monthly income, it's just like, you know, having a job. You can rely on the monthly income instead of picking up a job here or there. That's what we really need to keep this station going. Uh, members at $10 a month, $120 a year, but we'd love it if you could get that, get that $15 a month. That goes a long way. Um, there's some cool prizes available as well for people that donate. Those are available up on xray.fm backslash donate. Our goal for these two weeks here is $70,000. We're still in the early stages, but this is where we can really make a good mark. Uh, so you can donate online, xray.fm backslash donate. You could also call the pledge line 503-233-XRAY. That is 503 503- Two three three nine seven two nine. Operators are standing by with uh, little dogs and, and kitties and everything, waiting to answer your calls um, and uh, and help help us keep us funded, keep us going here on X Ray FM, where radio is yours. Uh, also, want to let people know the X Ray text line is open. If you want to text in your thoughts on Blazer preseason, or if you want to talk uh, uh, NBA season preview. Uh, in general, as we're about to do here, that number is 971-220-5979, 971-220-5979. And Sam Arnold, with that, it is time for our uh, Blazers Edge Radio NBA season preview uh, brought to you by New Deal Distillery. They've been located in southeast Portland since 2004. They make crowd vodka, gin, bourbon, rye, rum, liqueurs, and more. Their spirits are available in their tasting room at 900 Southeast Salmon Street, as well as cocktail lounges and liquor stores near and far. As always, more information is available at NewDealDistillery.com. Let's get after it. Uh, let's start. You want to start with the East or West? Let's do East. Okay. We're going to do, we're not going to do team by team necessarily, but we're going to go our playoff picks. Um, let's go top four right now. So you give your top four. I'll give my top four. Okay. Uh, Boston and Milwaukee are my okay. two front Those runners. Those are by two in obviously, order. Yeah. Those are the clear cut like head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. Right. So I have Boston at one, Milwaukee at two. Same. Um, then I have Philly and Cleveland. Okay. I've got I've got New York at three. Oh, okay. I, I see. But you with think a, they're going to keep cave- it going? With a caveat, because we see this all the time. I think they're going to be a good regular season team, but like we see with Tom Thibodeau, he's going to run his starters in the ground and they're going to they're going to flail yeah. in the playoffs. But I in a in a East that's kind of 
You got the top two, and then it's like, right? You know, Cleveland's good, but they had a really poor showing last year in the playoffs, right? That was against the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken, right? In that first round, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they lost in in five games to the Knicks, and that Cleveland was a team that we thought really good about. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of, well, are you as good as? Are you ready to take that next step? We'll see with Donovan Mitchell and company. They still don't have a small forward. You know, they did pick up Max Struess, but that, yeah. I don't think that's, yeah. <laughs> you know. They've got they've got a really good point guard. They've got well they've got a really good backcourt, and then they've yep. got a solid center and power forward. If they could just find a small forward, I feel like they'd be a really good team. But they've been searching for years, and they haven't found one yet. And they really, really they haven't had one since LeBron James. Yeah, they really <laughs> like Isaac Okoro for some reason. Yeah, they like mm. Okoro for yeah for some reason. I don't uh, I'd, ta- I'd take Max Drews honestly, although he's smaller. He is smaller. So uh, yeah, they need to. They really desperately need to find a small forward. They've been searching for years now. Yeah. So I'm not holding out hope on. Them. Yeah, I've got them just outside of that tier. I've got them okay. at five. I've got the Knicks three, the Sixers four. You know, the Sixers, you've got the MVP, but then you've got the situation with, with James Harden where he's now yeah. requesting a trade yeah. for what seems like the what seventh or eighth time now in his career. It's and becoming an annual tradition. <laughs> it is, honestly, it is just about an annual yeah. tradition at this point. Um, so they've got that hanging over there. You know, they, they had a good year last year, and Harden seemed like he found a good role, and now he's tired of that role and yeah. so you, you're looking and you're i think that's going to hang over their head um this year at this point i can't imagine that harden has a ton of value with his baggage and you know he's a he's a, he showed yeah. he could be a solid point guard for for a team there in philly but just you've, you've got to deal with all the other stuff and then how long is he going to be happy where he's at before he's crossing another trade i can't imagine teams uh, are going to be yeah. lining up at this point in his career to trade for him yeah, I, I don't think so at all. So I think you're kind of screwed there if you're Philly, but you're still you've still got the MVP. You've still got Tyrese Maxey. Maybe Tobias Harris can can um, you know find where he was at a couple of years ago. So you've still got some talent on that yeah. roster, uh, but I'm not really buying in too much. So who's who's your five? It's My five is the Knicks. Okay, so we've yeah. got yeah, and really for me, if you're looking at this in tiers, you've got the Boston and Milwaukee both went out. And they were both the most aggressive. Well, outside the, in their conference, the other aggressive team was, of course, Phoenix. But they were uber aggressive, particularly Boston going out and get Porzingis. They got mm-hmm. uh, Drew Holiday. Now mm-hmm. they lose Marcus Smart, which is a big deal. But you, you replacing him with Drew Holiday is pretty damn good, yeah. right? And the fact that they can go out and they can get another big guy in uh, Porzingis. Now again, they lose Robert Williams, but he was hurt a lot. Yep. you know he was in and out of the lineup. So I really like what Boston did. Uh, Milwaukee, obviously, of course, getting Damian Lillard for Drew Holiday. That's a that's a coup mm-hmm. uh, right there. And so, you know, both those teams are championship and bust, and those are the clear-cut favorites. And it's those two and then everybody else yep. at this point. It's just a matter of where you place them. And I got to go Boston just because I think they've got that added chip on their shoulder. But although I think Milwaukee does too, so I don't I don't know. I think it, it pick one at this point, right? For me, I feel like Boston is going to be the better regular season. I still like the Bucks in the playoffs, though. Mm. I think the Bucks yeah. are making it to the finals because well, I, I think you, the other thing you got to see is how Dame and and Giannis play together sure, too. Sure. Right? They've got to get used to each other first. Yeah, and I think th- that Milwaukee being the team that they are with two guys who are far and away better than anybody else on the team. No disrespect to Chris Middleton, but he's just not the same level as Giannis and Dame. No, he's a pretty um, damn good third option. Yeah, he is. He <laughs> is. He is. But I think there's going to be a lot more load management type things with oh, the Bucks during certainly. the regular season. And, um, yeah, Boston, you know, it's just a very well spread out team. So if you 
If you give Jason Tatum the night off, yep. they're still going to be very good. They've got depth, and that's yep. what's key in the NBA. And that yep. depth reigns supreme, and that's why that's why I have them at number one uh, for sure. So yeah, and then I've got kind of the Knicks, Sixers, and Cavs in that next tier yep. where there's some question marks there, right? And then you get uh, into the next tier, and there's a lot more question yeah. marks. Yeah. Uh, so who is your six? My six is Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm expecting a a a bounce forward year from Brooklyn. Um, I'm I'm hesitantly optimistic on Ben Simmons having kind of a an adjustment year and okay. figuring out how to play basketball Good luck again. With that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mikhail Bridges is obviously amazing. Um, yep. Nick Claxton, amazing. Yep. Um, I like this team a lot, and I think that they were just starting to hit their stride toward the end of last year, and I think they're really going to build on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic for what this Nets team could look like. Okay. It's a fun team to root for, too. Oh, certainly. Um, and I like that they've moved on from the super team era, yep. but I think it's going to take them a couple years. I've got them a little bit lower. Um, I've got Toronto right here. I think this is a team that had a really disappointing year last year. They've got a lot of talent. They've got too much talent on this team to be as far down as they were last year. I think they'll bounce back. They've got a new coach. Moving on from Nick Nurse, who we should note is in Philadelphia mm-hmm. now. So the Sixers have a new coach, so we'll see how that works out. But I think Toronto is going to be a little bit better this year. I've got them at six. Seven, I've got the Atlanta Hawks. Sam. Oh, okay. And it's a, it's a seven I don't feel great about, yeah. but there's Again, there's a lot too much talent there. Well, you feel like, but their last couple of years have been pretty brutal. Yeah, I, man, Atlanta. So I have them a little lower. Um, I do have them in my playoff picture, okay. but I do have them lower. Um, yeah, I, I just don't feel good about them. Nor should you. No, I no. just like it doesn't feel like their current roster is ever going to be the answer. And well, I got Quinn Snyder, pretty good coach. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. he can be the one to put it together. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if he can get to – you still got Trey Young. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, like, Trey Young, as amazing as he is, he just doesn't seem to be the guy who's ever going to be no. capable of, like, bringing a team to the finals, you know? No. And he, they got close. They got close. I'd honestly rather go with DeJounte Murray. Oh, I would too. Totally. Just a more well-rounded player. Yeah. And we've seen what DeJounte Murray... Yeah. You remember that game against the Blazers oh, last yeah. year where he just erupted when... But they should have been so much better going out and getting DeJounte Murray. Yeah. They but. just... I mean, it's... it's To me, that's a... That's that's almost like a Trey Young problem is, like, he demands the ball so much that you can't let a guy like DeJounte Murray be who he actually is. And if you, if you figure out how to play this team and put Trey Young in kind of a true Steph Curry role where you're running him around off ball a lot... Which yeah. I don't think Trey Young will ever want to do. No, um, and uh, they could be successful, but he's I, just I not s- in the same tier as Steph Curry. No, 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 either no, no. nowhere anywhere no. near as consistent, nor will he ever be. No. Stephen points out they also signed Patty Mills, and he contends that uh, Patty is still growing as well. <laughs> I think he came in the league about five nine. He's inched up to about six foot now. So <laughs> <laughs> drinking that milk. Yeah. Okay. So who's your seven? Uh, my seven is Miami. Miami. Yep. Yeah, I've got them at eight, and yeah. this is a this is a team that clearly doesn't give a s about the regular season. They've shown yeah. that, yep. and they've shown that that kind of works, right? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, mean they've had a lot of success being a low seed and and just waking up at the playoffs and making a run. They were the eight seed last year, and they went to the uh, went to the finals. So, yeah. but I mean. You know, how many times can Jimmy Butler do that? Right, exactly. Because it, it is Jimmy Butler. It's not the Miami Heat. It's, right. It's Jimmy Butler being Correct. Michael Jordan-esque. And they lost <laughs> some of their depth, too. We t- they, mentioned yeah. Struess goes to um, uh, Cleveland. 
Gabe Vincent goes to the Lakers, yep. so they lose some of that depth. They don't get their guy in um, yeah. Dame. Tyler Hero's name has been dragged through trade talks all summer. So you, you don't know what Kyle Lowry's going to look yeah, like I mean, with another year under he's his so belt. so old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no reason this Heat team should be any good, but there wasn't any reason last year either. So I've got to put him at eight, right? Yeah. But you've got him at seven. I got him at seven. Yeah. Uh, who's your number eight now? Uh, Toronto at eight. You got Toronto at eight. So yeah. you're not buying in as much as I am. No, not not quite as much. They just seemed like a mess last year. And Oh, they were a mess. No question yeah, about it. I, I, I don't know that losing Fred Van Vliet makes them mm. better. Am I... Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. But I, I, for me, it's just they've got too much talent. And I, they do. And I'm, I'm, and when you've got teams like the Hawks and the Heat and the Nets you're going up against, I feel like if I'm going to pick one of those teams to step up, it's going to be Toronto. That's what it came down to for me. Yeah, I think they're going to be right around where they were last year. Which, what, what did they end at last, last year? Last year they ended up give – your, uh, give your nine while I'm looking that up. Uh, my nine is Atlanta. Okay, so uh, we're pretty pretty close. It is. Close. They were out. Where did they? Oh, I had it here. Hold on. They were in the play, and they were the yeah. uh, the nine or ten. So yeah, you've got them right about where they were. Yeah, at. yeah. So you've yeah. got nine Atlanta. I've got nine the Nets. I'm not buying in as much okay. as you are there, okay. but I really like their future yeah. going forward. Yeah. So you just think maybe another year? Yeah, I guess yeah. you know other teams have got a little are a little further in the game at this point. So I'm gonna I I but I would not at all be surprised if they could find their way into a six seed. I yeah. mean, those are kind of that tier, kind of that Raptors, Hawks, Heat, Nets. I kind of all it's kind of a pick 'em at that point. It actually. really is. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then after that, we've got a Tensi who slides Ooh. into that final final play in. I feel I feel gross saying this, but Charlotte, um, really, yeah. Oh, I I think I think Charlotte they're huh? gonna they're gonna figure it out kind of. I think Lamelo with a healthy year. I think Brandon Miller is gonna add a lot to this team. Okay. They do have Miles um, Bridges back. Yeah, exactly. And as as disgusting as that is <laughs> to me, I think that guy should be out of the league. Yeah, um, he, he is gonna make them a better basketball team. Okay, but I I hate having them in there. You I really, believe, I really uh, do. You believe in Steve Clifford? I don't believe in anything well, in well, Charlotte. Fair, I, but it's I think a ten seed. To so me, yeah. this is this is like what your argument was with Toronto. <laughs> like it feels like they just have too much talent. And I mean, who am I gonna? Orlando maybe above them. I've got Orlando. I, yeah, but I, I don't, don't believe know, in like Orlando either. Chicago? I believe, yeah, no, I don't believe in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll talk about Chicago in a minute. So I've got Orlando. They okay. were they had a great start last year. Remember, and it was like, oh, they're gonna make the play, and then they. Yeah completely fell apart like yeah. they always do i feel like this is the year that they i don't want to say put it together because we're talking about the last play in seeds <laughs> this isn't right this isn't some great accomplishment here but i feel like i feel like this year orlando can maybe make that next half step and get into where they can get beat up by the uh by the uh magic or by the nets or the heat or whoever in that yeah. first playing game <laughs> yeah. right so they can they can have their little taste sure. of the playoffs sure. but they're not going to make the big dance so i've got a Orlando there again and to talk about a team that's just got so much talent right and it's got to go somewhere at some point and then you, you look at your teams like you know pacers are going to be right there bulls i think there's a real high probability that they blow this thing up. i think so too demar derozan's in the last year of his contract they've been treading water for the last however many years now yeah. lonzo ball's gonna miss another year i think derozan's gone he's an expiring contract i think they're gonna move him at the deadline they just haven't they don't inspire any kind of confidence in me so i've got them out and i think they're a team that you could see a tank mm-hmm. i've got some high tank possibility there another team that's going to tank hard is going to be washington i think they've got oh a real gosh. shot to bottom out this year just give jordan Poole 30 shots a night 
uh, call it a game, and, and we'll see you next year. Uh, Charlotte, I don't believe in them. I've got them as 14. I, I did uh, mm. I did all 15. So I got Indy at 11, Chicago at 12, Detroit at 13. I want to see now that Cade's back and healthy. They're kind of a year behind schedule now yeah. with Cade missing almost a full year. Um, so I want to see how that works out with him and Ivy and company um, and um, Asar Thompson as well yeah. and, and company yeah. up front, uh, Jalen Duran. A lot of talent there, yeah. but I want to see how they put together good coach and Monty Williams though so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if things click and they all of a sudden maybe slide in that 10 seed. Yeah they could be a sneaky team uh, this yeah, year I think. They're a team to watch out for for sure if they can stay healthy and if they can develop an early chemistry and they've got the right coach to do it. I've got Charlotte 14 I'm not buying in on that uh, and then I got Washington 15 just because I think they're a disaster and I think they're going to be actively trying to lose by probably January. Worst roster in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't remember a time where I've seen a roster this bad on paper. Oh yeah, I mean your best player is Jordan Poole. Yeah, it's terrible. It's who the terrible. Warriors didn't want. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You don't like at least even with your Charlotte, you've got a Lamelo. You know, with your Detroit, you've got every one of these teams. Right. You can say, ah, right, you got a young guy that you can with. It. There's like nothing. Yeah, they don't have anything. And I think that's by design. I think they they uh, moved on from Bradley Beal. They're tired yep. of being mediocre, yep. and they're just completely blowing that thing up. Yep. Right. And so they're going to look to get as good of a draft pick as they possibly can. All right, we're going to take a very quick break, and then coming up after that, we will preview the Western Conference in the NBA ahead of this new season. That's coming up next year on Blazers Edge Radio, X-Ray FM. Support for X-Ray comes from Beeline Urban Delivery. Beeline supports businesses with access to zero-emission delivery, warehousing, and advertising services. More at b-linepdx.com. Support for X-Ray FM comes from New Deal Distillery, located in southeast Portland for over 15 years. New Deal Distillery makes craft vodka, gin, bourbon, rye, rum, liqueurs, and more. New Deal spirits are available in their tasting room as well as cocktail lounges and liquor stores near and far. For more information, visit newdealdistillery.com or their tasting room at 900 Southeast Salmon Street. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee. Opened by Rick Spielman and his son Raf, Spielman has been serving handmade boiled and baked bagels and coffee since 2011. Their flagship store can be found on Southeast 21st and Division, or find one of their other shops on Northwest 23rd and Lovejoy, Northeast 22nd and Broadway, or in Multnomah Village. Back at it here on Blazers Edge Radio. It's not time to go quite yet. Uh, that's the that's the end uh, exit music. But we're still we're still rolling for another twenty minutes here. Uh, and it is day two of the X Ray Fall Fun Drive. Uh, so you again um, X Ray FM backslash donate. Plague's line also open five zero three two three three X Ray. That's five zero three two three three. 9729 operators are standing by that you know we do these twice yearly fund drives they're used to raise the funds necessary to cover both our day-to-day expenses and our bigger long-term projects if you like x-ray and you want to see it stick around and reach more people we're relying on your support to make it happen become a monthly member at 15 dollars a month that goes a long way towards covering all of our costs um, because they they add up quickly, and we we rely on we rely on our listeners to uh, to help us out in the, in the community at whole. So once again, xray.fm backslash donate. Also, the pledge line five zero three two three three xray. That is five zero three 
233-9729. This will be going through next week as well, although we will not be on the air next week. I will be out of town. Um, so we will be back on the air in two weeks following today's show with a look at the early regular season games for the Blazers ahead of their season opener uh, next Wednesday, not tomorrow, a week from tomorrow against the L.A. Clippers. And, Sam, now let's talk West. Yeah. Who's your number one? Number one is the Nuggets. The uh, Champs. Yeah, yep. easy number one for me. Yep. Um, it's now, they do lose a little bit of depth, yeah. losing uh, Bruce Brown and, and Jeff Green, but I think they'll be all right. It's not going to matter. Yeah. It's not going to matter. <laughs> they're going to be all right. Yeah. Yep, they're still, they're still at the top, and there's no reason to believe that they – until I see otherwise, I'm not going to knock him off. Now, this is where it becomes a, a big question, Sam. Yeah. Is it number two? Um, for me, I I did Phoenix. Um, yeah. They're the wild card in all this. They yeah. went out and they got Bradley There's... Beal. They got, obviously, to pair with Kevin Durant and, and Booker. Now, they don't have a lot of depth, as we saw. Yeah. Again, they're rolling out the Blazers center rotation from yeah. last year, which wasn't very good. No, no. But um, uh, three superstars. <laughs> yeah, it just... It just seems too good of a roster. And again, all of this is hinging on health. That goes without saying. That's, all what, of these this super, is that's what it comes down to. These super, it comes down to two things, chemistry and health. Yep. Because the chemistry is – you, you got to have the guys play together and just watching them briefly. They, it seems like that's going to be all right. Yep. But if they one of these guys or two of these guys get hurt, there's not a whole lot else there. And that right. becomes the issue with the super teams is you need the guys to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. So you've got them at two. I think that they're going to be very cautious with their superstars. I've actually got them at three okay. more so because I think they're going to be very wary about running guys into the ground. They're they're focused on the long haul here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. I mean, this is a team that you want to be fully healthy come the playoffs, not the regular season. Um, and they are smart with that. They've they've done a good job at that before. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, the problem is then going to be staying healthy in the playoffs, too. And Frank but, Vogel's obviously used to that as well, and that's yeah. a big reason he was yeah. brought in. Is his, he has experience coaching the, the super team with the Lakers, yep. and he won a championship doing it. Yeah, so, asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, there is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. They got right. a ring. They got right. a ring. Well, yeah. I'm trying to give Frank some credit here, but. <laughs> I don't like giving Frank Vogel credit. This is a Blazers show. I don't want. I don't want to give him credit. Fair enough. Um, Screw you, Frank. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, you're going. Suns I got. Too. I got Suns. I got Suns three. I'm going okay. Kings too. Okay. I love what they've done. They're bringing it back. They had a bit now. Obviously, they they fell in the first round last year. I think that went seven games, if I'm not mistaken, to the Warriors. But mm-hmm. they were the Cinderella story. You know, they've got a great young core there, and they're running it back this year. And I think they're going to be determined this regular season to show that last year was not a fluke and that they want to get back in good positioning this next year to set up a deeper playoff run this year. So I think they've got a lot invested Mm. in this regular season, more so than Phoenix Suns. So I've got them as my number two team. And a a West that's got a whole lot of question marks, much like the East. Again, we're top-heavy. East, there's really two teams, Celtics and Bucks you're looking at. I think in the West, there's three that we talked about with, and maybe a fourth as well. Nuggets, certainly two. Nuggets, the Suns. I think yeah. the Kings are right there. Who's your three? Okay, again, with the caveat of I'm not taking injuries into account. I have the Clippers. Yeah. And the Clippers. Yeah. And okay. just, I've, I've fully given up on the Clippers. Yeah. Full I, disclosure. I, I think this, I'm going to give them this year. Okay. If they don't do I've it this year. I've said that like the last two years and they, yeah, but they don't do it's, anything. It's injuries all the time. And I feel like this and is. And what makes you think this year will be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's blind optimism, I guess. They're just going to take the fines. You know, the NBA is going to start fining teams yeah. for arresting guys, but they're just going to take the well, fines. Well, here's right? what I think. I, I think 
the addition of Westbrook in the in the second half of the season looked like a really good move for them. And it looked like Westbrook was comfortable playing on the team. He was starting to put up some really good numbers for the team um, towards the end of the year. And I think if you if you bring back Kawhi Leonard with a a crazy amount of rest that he's been given over the last however many years, um, and same thing with Paul Seems George. Like decades at this point. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like this is a guy who is very capable of being a top five player in the entire NBA. Paul George is is probably a top twenty player. Um, like these are are both very good guys. I I think that. Their front court has some question marks, but they have a lot of really, uh, yeah. really solid, just like role playing guys. So I feel like if if you kind of run the three headed monster of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then Westbrook as a distributor, which again he okay, looked yeah. good at. I was gonna say that sounds more like a two and a half headed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Not I don't want Westbrook scoring the ball like he was trying to do with the Lakers. That was a disaster. He's got to know his. He's got to stay in his lane, and, and, and he can still be really good. But and he got, was. Okay, yeah. that's that's what's that, encouraging to me <laughs> is is he what was doing that towards the end of the year. So I but think if he starts jacking up threes again. Oh, it's all over. It's off. over. Yeah, he's it's a negative over. head. Yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, I I think they could be good. I really do. Okay, I don't. Okay. Um, I've got them way down. Um, I was trying to figure out where to slot them just because I don't believe in them at all. My thing is, yes, they do have some uh, some good role players, but they're going to be so contingent on those guys staying healthy, and I just don't count on those guys to stay healthy. I've got them seven. Ooh, I've got okay. them way down. I've completely given up on the Clippers. Um, okay, so you are not as high on the Kings as I, but I think you've got them next. Yeah, right? I do. You got them at four. I do. I do right? have them at four. Okay, so what's your thinking on, on on Sacramento? I mean, basically what you were saying. I think last you just year, still got blind faith in the Clippers. I I kind of do, and okay. I think kind of contrary to what you were saying, I I think the Kings are actually going to take a little bit of a step back okay. because I think teams have kind of figured out how to do it, and I think we saw it mm-hmm. in the playoffs. The Warriors. Yeah, they they kind of figured out how to slow them down, and I think. Unless the Kings come up with something drastic, they're not really built to to beat that issue of yeah. of like how do you stop the Kings? Oh, this is how you do it. Well, how are they going to adapt to teams playing them now? So now they I, did make a notable um, signing. They brought in Javale McGee, which I think is a really good pickup for them. Yeah, because the your that was kind of they don't really have a a true big guy, right? Yeah. A true five. Uh, Sabonis is the guy, but I think you know Javale. You're not gonna play him 30 minutes a night but i no. think he's a guy who can uh, fill a void that they had you know he's certainly better than, i think than alex len right yeah yeah who was um, our who was our recipient last year of the uh stanley johnson award for the, <laughs> the player that continues to get signed in the nba yeah. despite not being any good or ever being right any good he right. was our inaugural recipient of that in an upset stealing the award from the one stanley johnson himself who inspired the award <laughs> who got cut by the spurs for being too good uh, so you've got them at four. Okay, yeah. I've got the Lakers at four, and this is oh, okay. if I'm picking between the Lakers and the Clippers, I'm going Lakers because mm-hmm. I think they've done a better job of, uh, you know, they had a good, solid deadline that year, last year, and that kind of that kind of bumped them up a little bit more, better than they had been, um, and you know they had a, a, a they've still got. LeBron, I, I trust that LeBron can stay. I don't trust that AD can stay healthy. I trust that LeBron can stay healthy more than I do um, Kawhi and Paul George. And you know, Lakers made a nice run to the uh, to the Western Conference Finals last year before getting swept by Denver. Um, and then they re-signed Austin Reeves. I think that was a big pickup for him. They've still got D'Angelo Russell. Yes, he's inconsistent, but mm-hmm. I just think there's more talent around the big two and. 
in for the Lakers than there is for the Clippers. So that's why I've kind of got them up higher. I've got them as four, where I've got the Clippers much lower. Uh, who's your five? My five is Memphis. Me too. Yeah. And this is a this might be the biggest wild card of yeah, them all. I think so. Right? I think so. <clears throat> it's it's weird because you know clearly you have the issues around John Morant. What is he is he going to play a full season with the drama? I mean he's kind of turning into a new version of Kyrie Irving. He's like the uh, the bizarro point. world yeah. Kyrie Irving that's a where real it's good like. Point. You know, Kyrie does better without him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got you might be onto something there. Yeah. He's going to be out twenty five games. We know that. Yeah, it was a lot of people, myself included, thought it'd be a year. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies were kind of hoping it was a year. Yeah, that would be, in my opinion, I would feel a lot better about the Grizzlies season if he were out for a full year because I feel like a there's a better chance of getting through to him at that point. B, right. you're not having to try to work him in mid season. Yeah, I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um. Honestly, they did get Marcus Smart, which they is got a Marcus really Smart, nice which is going to help, and it's especially losing Tyus Jones, who filled in very, very well for John Morant. Yeah, um, having Marcus Smart in that role is is going to be good. Pickup, getting rid of Dylan Brooks, yep. good because Marcus Smart is going to do the Dylan Brooks role. He's just going to be the pest who gets he's in just, people's heads. He's just a much better version. He's a much better Brooks. version. Yeah, because Dylan Brooks is is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I, I think Memphis still has a lot of really good pieces. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Jackson, That's obviously. Um, yeah, Steven, Steven I like Adams. Taylor Jenkins as a coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, this is a good roster still. Oh, yeah. um, if John ja Morant can get his life together and, and figure some stuff out, I think this is going to be a good team. But I think, you know, missing those 25 games, they might still be fine without him. Like you mentioned, they, they often were a better team when yeah. he wasn't on the floor. Um, it's kind of a weird thing with them that he's a really good player, but they yeah. don't miss. They have not historically missed a beat with him out of the lineup. Yeah, I just don't know who's taking over on offense now. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, I think he can carry the load. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, who you got six? I got Golden State. Yep, I got Golden State too. This is kind of a. I feel like they might not be any good, but yeah, until I see it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put them there, right? Yeah, they're gonna yep. find a way. I know Draymond's dealing with some injuries and and whatnot, but they're that's old reliable, right? You right. can't count them out just yet. I I don't think they're gonna be. You know, obviously their 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 star is fading, but it's still it's still lit up. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, at least, right. They still have Steph Curry. So he still got Steph Curry. Clay um, Thompson looked like he was starting to be Clay yep. Thompson again. Yeah, um, until they bought him out. I'm going to keep slotting them in there. Yeah, I, you, you just have to. Yep. It, it feels like betting against LeBron. Like you just, yep. as long as they're all healthy, they're going to be a good team. Yeah. So I've I've got them there just for no better reason yep. than again. Yep. I'll, when they when as soon as they bought them out, I'll stop putting them in there. But they keep on doing it year after year. When you think you keep thinking they're done, and they they have a little bit left in the tank. Okay. Yep. Now now we're in playing territory, Sam. This is where I got the Clippers here. Yeah. And now this is where you have the Lakers. This is where I have the seven. Lakers. So we yeah. just kind of flip flopped our the Lakers LA teams. And, yeah. and, and Clippers, and we've talked about that. Um, with you know those teams are contingent on health. That's yeah. what's good. That's the key for both those teams there. Uh, number eight, I got a team that you actually forgot about, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's because to be honest, I kind of forgot about them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, America's yeah. forgotten team. Yeah. Uh, you know, if these guys can talk about staying healthy, you know, they dealt with so many injuries last year, 
and they kind of petered out and lost in the play-in. But if these guys can stay healthy with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and, you know, if Zion can stay healthy, they've got a lot of talent there, Sam, and you wonder yeah. if they can put something together, but there's a, that's a lot of question marks. Yeah, yeah, a lot of question marks. Especially got, I've got them at eight. Where do you have them? Um, well, you had did you slide I, them I back amended. in? Yeah, I amended because okay. when I initially put together my top ten, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the teams outside of the top okay. ten. And, and you, for me, you forgot about the Pelicans. I forgot about the Pelicans, <laughs> yeah. and I slid in Minnesota to okay. ten, and I flipped them. So okay. now I have New Orleans at. You 10. got them at ten. I okay. do have them making the plan, but again, yeah, so many questions on health. If they can yeah. stay healthy, they could surprise people this year. Yeah. I oh, just, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. They've got potential to rise up. You know, just, if you're looking at, you know, a team like the Warriors or the Clippers, where I feel like they could overtake them, maybe the Grizzlies, if mm-hmm. things go really south, they could they could kind of fill that void and step up if other teams aren't as good as they're supposed to be. They could be better than they're supposed yeah. to be. Um, number nine, I uh, who do you have eight? My eight is Oklahoma City. Okay, okay. I think, oh, okay. I think Oklahoma City's going to keep riding the train of momentum they've been on. They keep getting better. Uh, Shea Gelgis Alexander is turning into one of the better guards in the NBA uh, very, very quickly. Yeah, um, he did a fantastic oh, year so last year. Unbelievable year. Um, I think he's going to put up similar numbers, if not better. Um, Josh Giddy looks really good for this team. He keeps getting better. And you have Chet Holmgren coming back. Chet's back. And Chet yeah. looks really well, good. I, I, not even so much back is because he hasn't been there. No, you, yeah. You're adding you, him. You, you debut Chet Holmgren. You debut Chet. But, yeah, in the pre, and I know it's preseason, but, man, in preseason, that, that game against Wembenyama when he, they were going back and forth, Chet looks really good. I feel like people have completely forgotten about Chet. I feel like a lot of people have, and to me, the big question marks with Chet have always been on the offensive end. We know he's a great defender, yeah. but I, you know, I was thinking back well, to like frame body too. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want him to break down. Um, but I was he thinking back to, <laughs> I was thinking back to uh, that college run he had with Gonzaga, uh-huh. and and how inconsistent he was on offense, and yeah. how he could, just couldn't really do anything. And I was thinking, man, that's just not going to work in the NBA. Yeah. But man, going against a guy like Victor Wembanyama and the way he was attacking, the way he was hitting from three, he looks like he's got the whole package. So I think the Thunder are going to be a, beating a lot of very good teams this year. I've got them just outside. Ooh. I, I'm not, a, go, not I'm, even in the plan. Not even in oh. the play. No, oh. I'm going with your. I'm going with your disaster teams at nine and oh. ten. Your, your Dallas and Minnesota okay. because they've got a vested interest in trying to be good. Yeah. Whereas I feel like OKC could look and be like, yeah, maybe we can lose some games here. So mm. I've got Dallas and again, these are the disaster teams. This is Dallas. Uh, at nine with Kyrie Irving, we know how yep. historically that has worked out for teams. Uh, how it worked out last year, not too great. Yeah. Uh, I've got Minnesota with uh, what has turned out to be one of the worst trades of all time in the Rudy Gobert <laughs> deal. Uh, I've got them just sneaking it at ten because they can't really tank at this point. Yeah. They're kind of all in, right? Yep. All their picks are going to Utah anyway. Yep. So uh, I've got those two teams sneaking in. There's teams I I don't feel good about at all, but they've just got they're they're bad. But they're going to be good enough to sneak into that bottom tier in the in the play, and I've got the Thunder just outside. Wow, yeah, I've got Dallas at nine for the exact same reasons. I just don't trust Luca's going to yeah. be Luca, but I don't trust the rest of the team. Kyrie Irving has almost neutralized Luca, which almost. is amazing. Yeah, it's it's honestly really impressive the <laughs> negative impact that and he hasn't Kyrie even had Irving... a major incident there yet. No. Yeah, it's just him. That'll as, come this year, I guarantee. It's it. just he's like a black hole out there. He's just a, yeah. like, and for for a guy who's that good at basketball, it's so weird how big of a negative impact he has on teams. 
It's really un- I feel like it's unprecedented. It really is because Kyrie Irving is an amazing basketball player. Who is the guy? You- oh, John Morant. You said, but he's not yeah. on that level yet. No, he's no, 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 trending that no. direction. Yeah, because yeah. John Morant is is still oftentimes he's he's focused on playmaking. You can yeah. tell you, yeah. he has those games where he says, "Okay, I want to score." He has those games where he says, "I want to assist." Kyrie's just Kyrie all the time. Kyrie's just playing street ball out there the whole time. <laughs> Kyrie's and just doing Kyrie. It just it doesn't work with. Luca and you know it's it's kind of well, fun to watch really but with anybody. no it hasn't worked, <laughs> it worked well, with LeBron <laughs> yeah well, well that was because LeBron and 10 years yeah ago. and that was when Kyrie was super young and yeah. could still take a back seat <laughs> hasn't worked since yeah um yeah and then like I mentioned I have New Orleans sliding in um I flipped them with Minnesota okay. um Minnesota man yeah that go bear trade is just so yeah. bad and it was bad when it happened it's just oh my gosh they're the best bad team yeah right? yeah and with no future but yeah Feel bad for Anthony Edwards because oh. man, ooh, that kid's good. He's, in, he's literally in basketball Siberia. Yeah, because he's a great player. He's gonna demand a trade this year. Didn't he just sign an extension? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, you're that right. doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a very good point. That those don't yeah. really matter. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think, I that think he so should. Too. I would get get yourself out, get of, out there, of there, Ant. Kid. Get out yeah. of there. Go <laughs> go play on a good team. This will eat you alive. Also, probably the worst just place to live oh, in the NBA yeah. two way, Minnesota. Oof. Good lord. Uh, okay, I've got the Blazers at twelve. Okay, I've, I've kind of got the OKC Blazers and Spurs right in there as the rebuilding teams. OKC's got a year up on them on the other two. Yeah, so I got them at the just outside. And, and again, if, if things really go south in Dallas and Minnesota and New Orleans, these teams could all theoretically slide up. Yeah, in uh, play in potential. I'm looking at OKC, Portland, San Antonio. I could see them all. I've got them right outside. I could see them all making a case. If things go ahead of schedule, yeah. Or in the case of Portland and San Antonio, OKC, if you continue to build on what you already did last year, yeah. For me, I I think Minnesota is going to edge out the Blazers a little bit. Um, for me, Blazers and the Spurs are very much a toss up as to yeah. who's going to end the season better because the Spurs could be very very good. We just it you just don't know because they were in a lot of games last year, but they just lost a lot of games. Yep. And I don't know that adding Victor Wembanyama is going to get your team figuring out how to close out games. No, but. it's a good start. Yeah, how it's about a good that? start. Uh, I got the Jazz at 14. I see real uh, tank potential there. Um, I got, you know, I, I, see, I think they're going to uh, have the tank on pretty strong towards the end of the year. And then 15, I've got the unmitigated disaster that is the Houston Rockets. When I was filling my yeah. teams out in the West, I went Denver 1, Houston 15, and filled the rest in smart. Uh, adding Dylan Brooks into a, a mess, uh, it's going to be great theater. My guess is that Ime Udoka calls it quits two weeks into the season. So, uh, But that, <laughs> that, that is going to be, you want to talk about drama. That is going to be oh, an yeah. impressive team oh, to yeah. watch from a dramatic uh, perspective. But they are going to be, in my opinion, awful. Also one of the worst rosters in the NBA for very different reasons than the Wizards. And, and yeah, they had a... S- Bizarre, weirdest, bizarre, off-season. weirdest free agency I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I don't think that they do either, and that's why <laughs> I've got them at fifteen. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back at it better than ever in two weeks. Taking next week off, we'll be back in two weeks to discuss the first couple of games of the regular season. The games start to count for w- real, and we'll see how the Blazers come out. We'll see who gets the starting nod. You know, you look at that that small forward role. Uh, so that you know, season kicks off. Next Wednesday night, we'll be back at it two weeks from now on Tuesday. Is it Halloween? Halloween! Tuesday the 31st. Halloween. Uh, Back to talk about the first couple games of the Blazers season here on Blazers Edge Radio. But stay tuned. Flying Saucer Safari is coming up next on X-Ray FM.